Today, we're going to answer the age-old question. Is Ripple dumping XRP on you? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Crypto Bobby. I hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you are watching or listening in from. And welcome to another episode, another edition of the YouTube podcast here. And today, I want to dive into a little bit more about Ripple's quarterly market update, which is an interesting thing every quarter to look at. And this quarter was actually no exception. If not, probably one of the most interesting ones yet, in my personal opinion. And we'll get into the reasons why. But if you haven't seen it, I will put a link in the YouTube description and the podcast description as well. Before we hop into today's episode, I want to talk to you about my friends over at NetSuite. Look, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. But the problem that growing businesses have, and I've found this myself, that keeps them from knowing their numbers is the hodgepodge of business systems. You got one system for accounting, you have one system for sales, another system for inventory. It's a big inefficient mess when it comes down to managing your business and it's taking way too much time, way too many resources, and it hurts your bottom line. Well, look no further than NetSuite by Oracle. It is the business management software system that handles every aspect of your business in an easy to use cloud platform that gives you the visibility across business lines that you need to grow. And with NetSuite, you save time, money, and those unneeded headaches by managing your sales, your finance, your accounting, orders, HR instantly, right from your desktop, from your phone, anywhere with the cloud. And that's why it is the number one business management cloud system. So if you go right now, NetSuite is offering valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash Bobby. That's NetSuite.com dot com slash b-o-b-b-y to download your free guide seven key strategies to grow your profits netsuite.com slash b-o-b-b-y let's hop into it but so ripple releases their ripple insights every quarter and for q2 of 2019 they just dropped theirs yesterday it's an 11 minute read you probably don't need that much time on it at all but the big thing with ripple this quarter, as well as in Q1 of this year, is they sold a lot of XRP. Sold a lot of XRP. And they do that primarily through two different ways. Institutional direct sales, or what they classify as institutional direct sales, or programmatic sales. Uh, those are the two ways in which that Ripple sells XRP. Uh, and in Q1 of 2019, they sold a, close to $170 million, $169.5 million dollars worth of xrp and in q2 of 2019 they sold 251 million dollars worth of xrp why is that interesting you might ask as, as for me somebody who does not hold xrp um and and for you maybe somebody who does hold xrp maybe somebody who doesn't hold xrp well the reason i think it's interesting is because if we pop over to on-chain fx um, and I think on-chain FX is, is great for this for a number of reasons. But if we look at the top 10 of crypto assets in 2019, we'll take a look at the year-to-date performance against USD. Bitcoin is up 166% against USD in 2019. Ethereum is up 63% against USD in 2019. XRP is down 10% against USD. Like, okay, you know, let's just... Maybe XRP is just having a, maybe other ones are, are, are down a little bit too. Well, no, let's take a, take a quick look more. Litecoin is up 200%. Bitcoin Cash is up 89%. EOS is up 76%. Binance, BNB is up 395%. And Stellar 
is down 22%. And Bitcoin SV, Bitcoin SV, Bitcoin Satoshi's vision, Craig Wright's little baby is up 85%. And then even Cardano, Cardano is up 46% against USD. So what do the two cryptocurrencies have in common when you look at what are the two cryptocurrencies that have that are down over the course of 2019 have in common when you look at um why they're down well one of the things and again shout out to on-chain fx for for having this information but one of the things that is pretty interesting when you check it out is you can see the current inflation of both and this is something that will probably be a little bit uh contested by the xrp community or the ripple community as a whole but with Masari, they consider the uh, sale of XRP on a quarterly basis as inflation uh, or an inflationary mechanism, which I would tend to agree with as well. Um, and when you calculate that in, the annual inflation of uh, XRP is about 25% on an, on an annual basis. Every other crypto asset that is up, the inflation is actually you know probably under 5% or so. Bitcoin's inflation is 3.4%. Ethereum's is four and a half, Litecoin's is 4.3, although the halving is coming up. So it's traded pretty hotly in advance of that. ENB is actually a deflationary cryptocurrency at this point in time because of the burns that they have. You could probably consider it deflationary. Uh, and then you have Stellar, which is the only other one in the top 10 that is down against USD year to date. And the inflation there is 39%. So looking at these two things, you can certainly see, at least in the high market cap crypto assets, um, a correlation, at least in 2019, between the inflation of an asset and the ability for that asset to increase in value. And obviously, there's um, there was a ridiculous thread on crypto Twitter that I still, for the life of me, can't figure out. I'm sure a lot of you folks um, have have seen it. It was a few days ago, but it was an individual, it was a woman um, who was writing about the market capitalization of cryptocurrencies and how that is a construct of a fake volume and a bunch of just ridiculous things. Um, and then try to kind of conflate supply and demand to things in a totally convoluted argument that fully applied the Billy Madison, um, you are now all dumber for having heard that went to that but when you do look at all of this stuff now i do especially with the larger cap assets if there is something where you have a significant significant amount of of sell pressure on that asset especially as the market as a whole let's say from a demand perspective has cooled down a little bit you definitely <laughs> something like xrp it, it makes sense why it's down year-to-date against USD because there simply isn't enough buy pressure to support the cells that are happening, in my mind, from Ripple itself. And you can certainly look, too, if we go down the... If you go down the list, there are other... The one thing I do want to say before kind of hopping into the specifics of this, but if you go down the list on Masari, the one thing I look at is current inflation, and you can do so uh, simply by clicking on the, uh, you know, kind of sorting and clicking on the side. There are assets that do have high inflation that have performed pretty well. So you might look at the chart on on-chain FX and you see, you know, current inflation for something like uh, NEO is, is high or Tezos is 10% 
or you know some of these other assets is is up there in, in terms of inflation and they've performed okay in 2019 against usd not that great against bitcoin but against usd I, the one thing I would caution you when looking at inflation versus performance so far and thinking about this in the broader picture is some of these networks do offer incentives for certain work on the network. Like when you're talking about baking on Tezos or something like LivePeer or some of these other like proof of stake type mechanisms where you can actively participate in certain activities and you can stake your asset to earn some type of yield to prevent yourself from being diluted. The one part about, I think, Ripple that's that's kind of, or excuse me, XRP that's kind of interesting in comparison to some of these other ones is there's nothing you can really do as a holder of XRP to prevent yourself from being quote unquote diluted or having uh, the inflation, you know, or having kind of the inflationary nature of things. So I do think that while it doesn't necessarily, like I wouldn't necessarily look at the inflation column across the board and say, okay, inflation is X, and that means the asset is going to perform badly. I don't think that necessarily is a direct correlation, a direct direct correlation. I think two things on that. Number one, you have to consider how the inflation is occurring and if there's anything that you can do on the network to prevent yourself from being diluted, such as in a proof of stake network where you can stake your coins or perform some type of work, delegate your coins, whatever it might be to earn some type of reward that either lessens that inflation. So maybe the inflation is 15%, but you get a 12% annual yield from, from staking your assets. That's one thing to consider. The second thing to consider too, is the large cap versus the small cap. Depending upon the amount of inflation in a large cap, you're obviously going to need that much more buy pressure to support the price. And we're at a point, at least in my mind and at my kind of, in my opinion, in the crypto industry or in just kind of the crypto world right now, where there's not a ton of like fresh money coming into altcoins, let's say. There's not a there's not a brand new you know, rush of people, you know, running in, buying altcoins. You don't have kids standing in front of their Ferraris in their garages with posters telling you to buy, you know, uh, I don't know, XRP and Tron and uh, Verge because they're going to be the next great thing in the world. That's not really happening right now. We're not at that stage of the market. So if something is a large cap crypto asset with a seven, $8 billion liquid market cap, $10 billion liquid market cap, and it is basically providing $250 million of, of sell pressure on the market on a quarterly basis, there needs to be that buy demand for that. And we're not necessarily seeing that on a smaller cap side, you might see something with a very large inflation rate. Um, but perhaps the price is done. Okay. Part of that though, is because for small cap crypto assets, the, the markets are so illiquid that even a, you know, a little bit of, of buy pressure on the upward side could really change things. So I would caution you to differentiate between large cap and small cap there too. But overall, when we're looking at this and what am I thinking about this? So number one, I do think it's important to think about the inflationary constructs of, of crypto assets. When you're looking at potential halvings, when is that happening? What does that mean? People talk about obviously Litecoin a lot because that's coming up in the near future. I'm not a big Litecoin guy, but people talk about Litecoin as a... Uh, the having is coming up. Bitcoin, the having is obviously coming up in 2020. Um, that could be a that could be a huge supply shock. 
um, and, and in a in a positive way from a price standpoint. This, however, is the complete opposite. You are having a company, you have Ripple, which is basically funding its operations by selling XRP, both to institutional counterparties and directly onto the market through programmatic sales. And the one thing I would say is, you know, if you are an XRP fan, if you're you know big, big advocate for Ripple, um, does, does this, does this actually advance your, your case? Does this, does this help you or is this, is this the opposite? And in my mind, it's, it is, it's shocking to me. It's, it's really shocking to me, to be honest about how many people like defend XRP uh, or defend XRP in the, in the process of these, these sales for that, that are clearly reducing the value in my mind of, of the asset um, and putting, you know, really downward pressure on the price of the asset, clearly doing that. And I do think that is something that you want to consider. Granted, in the Q2 highlights, they do say that they are looking to substantially reduce the future sales of XRP. So now that we're thinking about that, this is all in hindsight. So this is a Q2 report for 2019. This is in hindsight. But let's say, and this is, I'm not buying XRP whatsoever. Uh, I have no interest in it, but let's say Ripple comes out and sells $50 million worth of XRP instead of $250 million of XRP on the, you know, two institutional direct sales into programmatic clients in Q3 of 2019. If that were to be the case, and we see a direct correlation there in Q4, we look back, we see the report, you can start putting kind of two and two together and you might be able to look at this guidance too and go back to it and say, hey, you know, maybe now is actually a, uh, maybe now is actually a buy opportunity if you're, if you're purely speculating. I do think that the fact that they do say they're substantially reducing the future sales does give me maybe some, some thoughts about, not necessarily that I would buy or trade this, but does give me some thoughts that, hey, maybe if this is that substantially influenced by the by the sale of XRP onto the open market. If they do, I don't know what substantially is, is that $50 million? Is that getting it back to Q1 uh, to 179 or $170 million? Or is that below $100 million? Like what? what is the natural buy pressure for XRP that will allow it to actually increase in value again? Something if you are an XRP fan that I would definitely be keeping an eye on and thinking about in the long run of things. But outside of that, I hope just from like a supply and demand and, and thoughts on where where Ripple and what they're doing with XRP in terms of selling it on, on the market and how it's affected the how it's affected the price of XRP, as you could obviously down as you can see, down 10% over the course of the year as everything else is basically up in the green double digits, multiple double digits, and XRP is is one of the few ones down. Um Hopefully that just kind of gives you a little bit of thought. And I, I would recommend to, I mean, on-chain FX is one of my favorite tools. I would recommend if you, if you ever are interested, go to, go to Masari.com slash, or go to Masari.io slash on-chain FX and play around with the, the sorting functionalities and the tools. There's so many different things you can kind of mess around with that I think kind of provide some insight to things maybe you didn't think about. And you can perhaps draw some, you know, perhaps draw some, some correlation there between, uh, between things and maybe help yourself out a little bit in the long run. Outside of that, if you did enjoy this video, make sure to subscribe and hit the thumbs up button. You're listening on the podcast as well. Appreciate you and make sure to subscribe and leave a rating interview. 
Crypto, obviously, signing out. Hope you have a good one. Peace.